0: They're brothers, yeah, one's fatter than the other, he is, oh, he finds a rough man, the golf is tough, it's the Bros and Birdies podcast show, one is thinner, yes, I am, older brother ate my dinners, he loves a stat and an overpriced hat, it's the Bros and Birdies podcast show, but we're grinners, we are, A Golf and Picks we bring the winners, so spread the word, let your good friends know, it's the Bros and Birdies podcast and welcome to bros and birdies the golf podcast this episode 42 i can't believe it only 10 more episodes until our anniversary but anyway always by my side is the big bro the big bro in form after the oh the ogie ogie tom hogue <laughs> one over on the pj till hello mate how are you <laughs> hello bro you're all right you are good yeah really good thank you really yeah. good well done well done last week it was a it was a great call it was a man in form uh he went and got the job done you obviously swapped out Um, Daniel Berger following the injury news and his withdrawal and you put in his place Jordan Spieth you had gold and silver and Jason Day wasn't too far away for the bronze really but you know he fell away a little bit towards the end the old bloke probably can't do 72 holes anymore but hey well done. Fantastic result. And what a closing few holes from Tom Hogue. Wasn't
1: it amazing? I mean, like seriously, I mean, we've spoken about it a couple of times, but Jordan Spieth had, I said to you, had he not bogeyed 17, tough par three, um, it may have gone to a playoff and it might have been a different story. We still would have had a winner because obviously Hostler threw away his chances as we thought he might do, but yeah, great run down the stretch. And, Interesting, really, because Tom Hoagie, you know, he, he had a... Apache front nine, you know, a double at the par three fifth. And I thought, there we go, the chances are gone. He's the bigger mm. price. He had another bogey on the on the front nine, but then that back nine was, and I'm gonna say it, phenomenal phenomenal. phenomenal. <laughs> it was no, it was it was a phenomenal back nine, and he played some really, really solid golf. And I think it just backed up the fact that he, he's just playing some really good golf, and that win was due, wasn't it? I mean, seriously, it was a lot of people were on him and but we got a decent price about him and but yeah it was a brilliant i mean to birdie 16 and 17 that is clutch that is i
0: mean you know and that's what seed the deal two shot win. well he put it in the 16th he put it what two feet away, or not even two feet, ten inches, I think it was. Exactly, it, it, it was almost I thought it was going to go in. Yeah, it was almost a
1: Jordan Spieth hole out from, was it last year he holed out Jordan Spieth? Mm, um, yeah. You know, on that same hole, lovely, you know, sort of um, draw in, right to left, down the hill, just kept on rolling, but yeah, ho, ho kind of fell up short, but yeah, I I said to you earlier, I, I wanted to write, I wanted to rewrite the words, in fact I did rewrite the words to the Okie Koki and it's, oh, the Tommy Ogie, oh, the on me hokey. Anyway, I'll stop there because that's enough.
0: Yeah, I think our viewership <laughs> is too old, or <laughs> listenership is too old for the hokey-cokey. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it was a great performance. It was, a, it was a good tournament actually. I, I didn't mind it. I want to see the back of. I'm glad, obviously, this week we see the back of. The mix, the rotations, course yes, events, exactly. and proams, and and what have you. So we're back to a normal seventy-two holes, same course. And what a venue this week! And we'll obviously get onto that in a in a minute. At the TPC Scottsdale for the oh, waste wet management Phoenix wet and juicy oh. event
1: this week. In it, the Phoenix, the well, waste yeah. management Phoenix Open. Kind of yeah, sponsors a bit
0: unfortunate, but there you go. Hey, well, I think a lot of people will be wasted if you know Americans <laughs> yeah, exactly. and booze and get in the hole. But yeah, that amphitheater and so. Anyway, we'll talk about that course a bit later on. Obviously, you had Harold Varner the third getting over the line um, with that momentous eagle putt. It's crazy,
1: yeah, absolutely. And and as I wrote it, Varna the vampire sinks his teeth into Bubba Watson. With a monster 120 foot putt do you know what i liked about that right listen there's no doubt hey, if about the it, daily
0: sport was still going you could probably write the headlines for that oh, exactly. that was a daily could, sport but, headline
1: yeah i used to i used to i got chucked off it anyway um cracking cracking tabloid paper that one um pulled off it yeah exactly all right anyway yeah Vaughan of the vampire brilliant performance but Listen, not take the, away the gloss from Varna's win, because that was just one unbelievable putt. I think Bubba didn't expect it. He certainly didn't. But hats off to Bubba. He ran all the way from the practice area over to congratulate Varna. You know, mm. they're really good friends. And I thought that was one lovely touch from, you know, Bubba Watson. I think he's a lovely man. Um yeah it just it, it was a great touch for me in fact that trumped the varna win in my opinion but uh, that's the kind of person that I am.
0: Yes you Very do sensitive. love that that emotion I've heard you're sensitive yeah oh, but no. you know that's not your fault. Um <laughs> look <Lock off>! <laughs> <laughs> let's let's have a chat so okay so we talked about last week we talked about great wins great pick by you Hoagie, Spieth. We had Jordan Smith second place um but Nikolai Hoggard. Oh, what a talent. Know, we know the Hoggard boys. You know, Between them, they've won five events. They're, what, 20? 20, 20 years of age? Yeah. Um, I just want to... bro. There was a argu- um, an argument. Well, there will be an argument if I ever come face to face with him. David Facey, who was an article in the Golf Monthly, I think it was, Yeah. Um, wrote about... The headline was Hoggard Twins Need to Ditch... Europe. Ridiculous. It's like I so I read I read I read through the article and I thought oh, I'll give him some time, here, you know, Just, let's have a let's see what he's all about. The headline can often mask, you know, true story. But this didn't. This was basically David Facey turning around and saying these kids need to get over to PGA Tour as if, you know, that is the elixir, that is the holy grail is the PGA Tour and yet yeah, the money is there. The money is there, but it's attitudes like that that really ruin youngsters' games. They, they get to the top too soon. The highlight is on, you know, the, the pressure is on them. And the PGA Tour is a difficult tour, as in depth. You know, we've uh, had a discussion with someone online and he was belittling Harold Varner's win. You know, so these journalists, it, they're really winding me up. In it, belittling Harold Varner's win because they thought, oh, he's just beating 15 real golfers. know saying the asian tour is worth nothing you know yeah these are professional golfers plying their trade and doing the best they can providing us with entertainment week in week out let's you know let's appreciate we know how tough this game is and not many golfers make it to be a pro let alone being an event like that and being up near the up the top but come on the article about hargard twins ditch Europe this rhetoric as I it's not just David Facey not just David Facey at all it seems to be a lot of journalists the, well, there, there seems generous... to be
1: controversial publications at the moment and I don't know if it's or it designed... clickbaits
0: or something yeah, I don't know designed
1: they... to stoke up this kind of debate I mean some some of the articles are, are quite right in what they're saying and we'll get on to another one in a minute but yeah th- this one just comes out of nowhere why they're still plying their trade, you know, that they, they, until they've become multiple, multiple winners, then why should they go to the PGA Tour? You know, I, I just, I, I don't agree at all. I mean, you know, the, 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 the DP World Tour need these twins. In fact, we talked about it with Richard Bland on our podcast, didn't we? I think we, there, there was a mention to the Hogard twins when we were talking about, you know, Blandy's run for Ryder Cup in 2023. And, mm. no, these guys are going to be there. Both of them, they're going to be there in 2023 without shadow of doubt, um, in my opinion. But yeah, totally disagree with the article. I think you were right to call it out. You know, you, you posted out, you you dumped a few names in the tweet and Blandy, bless him, he, you know, he, he put a comment in there agreeing. It's, you know, it, it's just, it's farcical is what it is.
0: I just, I hate, I hate this lie. I've said it before. I hate the rhetoric, you know, the European tour, DP World Tour, whatever you want to call it, is a great tour. It's a great starting point, but it's also a great finishing point and has been for many years for people's careers. You know, the likes of Lee Westwood and all the order of merits that he's won and Montgomery and Bjorn and ball and all. Yeah, okay, they went over to the States and whatever. Rasmus and Nikolai will go over to the States and will compete in the majors without a shadow of a doubt. And yeah. they, you know, they might go and perform in other events, you know, sp- you know, sponsors exemptions or, or whatever, invitations they will go over there and perform what well, Rasmus has been over there a couple of times and hasn't performed too well so it's all about learning the game they're 20 years of age they got 30 years before they need to get onto the champions tour and it's, it, it, you know it's got to be it's got to be highlighted and these journalists making big headlines and potentially putting little nuggets into these lads' minds, but hopefully the likes of Thomas Bjorn, who will have an arm around these these twins, and he's still on tour, absolutely and ta- he will, talks yeah. fondly about these boys. So yeah, they'll ignore that; they'll go about their daily business. And don't worry, David Facey; those boys from Europe will soon be over there kicking your American golfers' asses. Believe me. Woohoo! Whoa! Love
1: it. Get in there. Anyway, listen, let's bring it back to the golf, right? I, I agree with what you say in there. It's, you know, and, and let's talk a bit more about Nikolai Hoggard's performance last week, because, mm. you know, it, it was again, phenomenal. If you look at what what did he eagle the third, the par five third and the par five 14th. Now those two shots are worldies in anybody's book, right? Where he was in wasteland in the sandy area, on the 14th in particular, the lie that he had was just <laughs> unbelievable. A lot of pros would have just punched it out, you know, 100, 120 feet down, lay up. No, he didn't. You know, he was by that point, obviously, he was in a battle with Smith, wasn't he? You know, I mean, Smith had turned round that deficit and gone into a two shot lead. But I mean, the third was a worldie, the, the, the par three third, that second shot within, you know, a foot, foot and a half eagle. But the one at the 14th, seriously, I mean, it was one unbelievable shot and a 10, 12-foot but um, eagle sunk it. And, you know, he won by four shots. And and I just want to bring it back. You know, we talk every week about what's our view. Everybody has a view. And you quite rightly pulled out last week and said, you think this tournament will be won on birdie and eagle performance. If you look at the numbers, and you know I do every week, Nikolai Hoggard had man, three eagles last week. Um, closest in the top seven, six or seven finishers was Pabon, who had two eagles. But par five performance, 15 under par for Nikolai Hoggard. Mm. Um, closest, exactly Rasmus, 10 under, but he finished well down the field. Um, Jordan Smith, nine under par on the par fives. That's a six shot different on par five scoring, and he lost by four shots. So, you know, birdie and eagle performance really did come to the fore last week, bro. And you were right to call it out. And I think it'll be the same this week. Uh, same course, obviously, obvious statements. But, you know, we've got um, maybe tougher conditions with, you know, kind of, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. We won't go over old ground because we covered the Alhambra course last week. We did. Um, but, yeah, so, we, we you know, it's a light touch really this week in terms of what our... Have our stat angles change and stuff? But, yeah, I just wanted to circle back on that in terms of the numbers for Hoy- Um But, yeah, superb performance. And that article, you know, I'll, I'll print it off and I'll wipe me backside
0: with it. Why not? Oh, yes, that's all it's, uh, all it deserves. Anyway, let's move on from that. The Hoygaard twins are let's fantastic. Let's talk about
1: another ghost. article. Right.
0: Yes. Now, interesting. Right.
1: Listen, we talked about the whole Saudi thing last week and it continues to rumble. If you listen to other podcasts, uh, as I do, and I, I know you do on the run as well and stuff, it's like, you know, a lot of people are still talking about the whole Saudi issue, more so talking about the amounts of money that people are being offered to join the Saudi tour and the the strive for uh, global greatness. But let's just talk about one thing in particular. Randall Shambly writing for the Golf Channel, right? It was absolutely brilliant, right? And I'm not going to read the whole article. It was all about this obnoxious greed claim that Phil Mickelson was obviously putting out the week before. So he wrote an article which really aimed as a hit back to to Phil. And and I just want to read one particular part of the article out. And it said, Phil Mickelson cares a lot about his media rights, but apparently not so much about human rights. Delivering a salvo from Saudi Arabia where he, whether he knows it or not, is just a highly paid ventriloquist puppet involved in a sports washing operation for a murderous regime guilty of human rights atrocities now from an ex-pro as Brandel Chambly was obviously now writing and he's got a book out there called the anatomy of greatness which actually if you take the words and you read it back backwards it's goat pretty clever but what he wrote i thought was spot on and a lot of people have supported that. Um, Andrew Coltart said on Sky Sports Golf Podcast, he actually said um, Phil's comments were lamentable. Brooks Kepke has replied and questioned phil's comments
0: so coltart coltart said they were lamentable
1: yeah absolutely and i think he was right to say that you know it's uh, but
0: (laughs) he might want to listen back to some of the things he said hey listen we all say them and stuff but you
1: know (laughs) people are calling out phil mickelson more for what he said and i think it's absolutely right but uh, that that piece that shamblies wrote I, i think it's brilliant if you get a chance to read it go back and have a listen and stuff but it's absolutely superb Absolutely superb. Interesting enough, Brandel Shambly, right? He's got four children, right? Ex Scottsdale or Scottsdale resident, which is where the Phoenix Open's being played. Sounds week. like a
0: cocktail I had last week. A what? Hello, barman. I'll have a Brandel Shambly, please. I'll have a Brandall Shambly. Well, interesting.
1: <laughs> his four children, right? Bergen, Braden, Brennan, and Brandel Jr. all begin with B, and his spouse is called Bailey. He's got a thing with bees, hasn't he? This Brandle Shambly. Clearly. Anyway, Brandle Shambley? Does he put put her on ice? Does Does he put (laughs) her on ice? Yeah, Bailey's on ice.
0: Hey, hello, hello.
1: Here we go. He goes into his Yorkshire, Manchester... Pseudo accent
0: Hey, drugs and guns, Liam Gallagher. Did you watch him on the Brits? <laughs> eh?
1: No, I didn't anyway.
0: actually know. I was in hospital,
1: as you rightly know. Right, let's get back to the golf. Um, oh, was that your
0: penis enlargement operation? Was it? Yeah,
1: it went really well.
0: It, it really did. It's. Uh, oh, you can can you pole vault out of bed
1: now? Set me back four centimeters. Anyway, <laughs> um... <laughs>
0: what <Yeah>. the hell? <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway enough about that come on let's get back to the golf so let's...
0: i want i want i want nine inches oh do you? yeah i'm fed up with this 12 inch one shocker yeah let's get back to the golf anyway there's another story so, huge story go on costa rica
1: oh well yes i'll tell you what right so here's me sitting in a and e with my wife last night right and i'm sitting there on my phone and i come
0: across this article And I told you you shouldn't be doing that (laughs) in hospitals, Graham. Right? Sperm uh... clinics is a place for that, (laughs) anyway.
1: Dan Rappaport, (laughs) brilliant article about Morgan Hoffman. Right? Nobody's heard about Morgan Hoffman for a long while, but without going into too much detail, listen Morgan Hoffman has gone off the radar, he's had real bad issues with illness. I think muscular dystrophy or a version of that over the years. And he's trying to fight his way back into the world of golf, but he's living like a nomad in Costa Rica and Mm. one of the interesting things you know i I read this article and it was just fascinating about the treatment that he's had you know he he went to so many doctors they said look we can't do anything for you come back in 10 years it's like let's let's see what we can do and he's he's just gone totally off you know he he's changed everything he doesn't eat uh, he doesn't eat meat there's he doesn't eat processed foods he started drinking urine he brushes his teeth with urine it's like and this guy is like He's just a total turnaround in terms of his health. Um, It's just, it's an interesting read. I I don't know, did you read it from start to finish? i got three calls. Yeah, 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 no,
0: I read it, and funny enough, hold on a minute. Are you just washing your teeth? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Oh, God, hold on, I'll flush in a minute. (laughs) Tastes like, tastes like sugar puffs. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I did read it. I did read it. Yeah, will tell you I'm what, we laugh,
1: and it's a serious subject. But wow, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I, I want to go back and read it from start to finish again. It was captivating. It really was. Oh, it's brilliant. Anyway, now I'm listen. gonna, I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna go back and well, i I'd skip through quite a bit of it, but really interested to learn about the high, um, hallucinogenics. Oh yeah, absolutely. So,
1: uh, yeah, I think a lot of people might be doing it now. Crikey, it yeah. sorts you out yeah. like that. Anyway, listen, yeah. they're are the talking points in the world of golf this week, and fascinating as they are, we really need to get into the golf tournaments.
0: We do need to get into the golf tournaments. So let's move right ahead. Should we? Let's um, let's go to the UAE first. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's go to the UAE and let's head over to the same course as we played last week. Well, we didn't play it, but they did, and for the Raz Al Khaimah Classic. It's you know it's quite interesting and it's um, we'll talk about the dynamics of playing the same course in consecutive weeks. But okay, so we know a lot about the course. We don't need to go over the top. We we talked a bit about it last week, obviously. Um, so let's just let's just think about: Are we going to change our approach to the tournament this week? Obviously, a few different players coming in that were playing in Saudi. The course might be a little bit deeper in. Um, sorry, the tournament might be a bit deeper in talent. Like Cabrera Bay oil and, and what have you. So do we change our approach this week, knowing that potentially going to be gustier conditions, a um, bit of a weird one on AccuWeather, which I use as along with other weather sites, you know, a bit of a weather stat man, like you're a numbers stat man. And they're saying the, the the normal wind conditions are going to be very similar to last week, but the gusting is going to be much greater. There are talks of gusting 30, 40, 50 Kilometers per hour. So, are we going to change our approach this week, or are we just going to look at the course and say, okay, this is a course where you've got to take advantage of the short par fours and the par fives?
1: I, I think it's a little bit of tweaking, and you know, I'm playing with a, a different group of golfers this week, off the back of last week's tournament, and I, I think you know, largely, <clears throat> the stat angles don't change for me. I, you know, the the weather factor. Okay, there might be gusts that come up, but. The setup's largely going to be the same. I think you know we're looking at a lot of the same talents, I think, probably coming to the fore and might get burnt by dropping out some of last week's players who are you know was pretty keen with on the stat angle and and stuff like that. but it's always yeah, a risk, isn't it? it yeah, always yeah, a risk. I, I think it's it's tweaks off the back of looking and watching last week's tournament, and I watched a lot of it, as I'm sure you did, and you know th- there's stuff that you can take out of that. You add last week's, Um, finishing positions and scoring onto the previous, um, you know, scoring stats that we had from the tournaments that were played on the Challenge Tour. And and you put it all together and you just mix it up a little bit. And that's, and I think that's what we've done this week.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, There are going to be a few. I'm looking at last week's Stats and obviously how players approached the course, but you know what? I've got a really interesting statistical approach or mm-hmm. angle to bet in this week, and I'm going to tell you what it is. So you remember last year, COVID was disrupting um, everything, obviously, but golf as well was not um, unaffected, and the what European Tour, as it was then named, did really well in getting tournaments on and keeping the ball rolling. And, they did, and yeah. so we had, because of that, we had tournaments that were being played consecutive weeks, but on the same course, right? So we had in Kenya, the Karen Golf and Country Club um, consecutive weeks. And obviously in Tenerife, we had Costa Rodeke, who hosted two tournaments. Um, so for me, one of my picks, well, two of my picks, actually, one of them played in Kenya the first week and didn't really perform very well. But then in the same conditions, the week after and in his own opinion and his own, uh, in a write-up and there was an interview said that he just got to know the course a lot better and knew where he couldn't miss it. And he went and won the tournament. So I'm looking at players that have played in those tournaments and improved week on week Mm. because people will be improving week on week for this section of two tournaments and so that's a little angle i'm going to be looking at um but ultimately it's how they performed last week and i'm hoping they're going to take that form into next week i into think this i've week. followed
1: you a little bit on that one as well bro in terms of you know the, those venues that have hold two tournaments held two tournaments on the bench. i'm like the pie piper hey <laughs> it's a good job you said pie piper anyway yeah so i i think what? that's a um you know Enough that we probably need to say. If anybody wants to listen a bit more about our Raz Al Khayma or Alhamra kind of course overview, probably go back to next week, uh, last week's episode. <laughs> Marty, look into
0: the future. Um- <laughs> <laughs> You're to... not Marty, you're Doc. I think. <laughs> Doc, yeah,
1: exactly. Doc yeah. Brown. So go back to last week's episode. Doc Brown with
0: listen... your enlarged penis.
1: Have a <laughs> smaller, <laughs> smaller. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's a new fad, right? Let. Why don't we just get into our picks then for Raza? Yeah, Al- let's Chimer. go. Let's Classic go. Al- go Al- first,
0: bro. Have the first pick, seen as You were the winner last week.
1: Okay, right. I am going to play the other twin. I'm going to play Rasmus Højgaard this week. Again, for the simple reason that, you know, when I looked at the numbers and I said, you know, he scored 10 under on the par fives, he was, mm. his por- performance was pretty shocking in terms of the bogeys and stuff. You know, he, he made some really silly mistakes in that final round. Perhaps he knew, you know, at the end of the day, he hasn't got a chance. His brother's playing too well. He had 11 bogeys over the four rounds, two doubles on, I think, on the final round. He shot eight under, you know, 16 shots behind his brother. But... He also had 21 birdies, right? So it was high birdie performance. If he can knock those silly mistakes out, and he'll want to, you know, it's, I I think that competition, we know it from being brothers. Oh, it's healthy. Yeah, you know, it's kind of, we always, you know, we want to win and stuff. And I think he'll want to beat his brother. But, you know, and and I think that factor alone, I think he will come back strong. Say, par five performance and birdie performance are strong. Cut out the bogeys. He could be featuring. And listen, 22 to 1 in the without market, and the without market this week is his twin Nikolai, Jordan Smith, Arnoust, and Adrian Moronk, my pick from last week. So I don't need to worry about Moronk this week because I'm playing in a market without him. Right. So even if he goes and wins, I'm okay, I'm fine. Rasmus Hoygaard 22 to 1. I think that's standout value this week. That's
0: no, my first. Interesting. Pick. He's um He's playing the first two rounds with Jordan Smith and Thomas DeTree. So a nice little three ball there. His brother is playing with Bobby McIntyre and Cabrera Bayo, So another good three ball. Okay. Yeah. Good pick. Right. My first pick. And I just talked about the fact that looking at how players play consecutive courses. um, Daniel Van Tonder is my first pick. He was fourth in around the green stats last week. And now if it's going to be gusting a little bit more than it was, then he was able to scramble really well around this course. And that bodes well. Um, he finished the tournament well with a 65. And yeah. he opens the tournament with a 73. Scrappy
1: 73,
0: yeah. He was 15th in shots gained. Um, he was 15th in putting stats. And he had 0-3 puts, which is always a good thing. And the fact that when he played Karen Country Club in Kenya, you know, he missed the cut. Missed the cut. And then the following week, when he said he played the course better, didn't he play the course better because he went and won it? Yeah. He and went he and won the tied tournament.
1: Thirteenth last week, so yeah, that bodes well, doesn't it?
0: Bodes well, and I'm, you know, I'm. Th- he's a very strong, powerful guy. He can get to those par fours, par fives, and two. Um, what price is he in the without market? Because if he's not too far away from the normal odds, I might take him.
1: Thirty-five to one. Thirty-five to one in the without market, which I think is good value.
0: Okay, and he's about forty-fives in the the outright market. So as always, anyone that's listening, you know, these are our picks. Do what. Look at. The, do your own research on the betting prices and who's offering the best places and the without markets. What have you? He's my pick, but I'm going in the without market. He's my first pick.
1: Yeah, brilliant. I like that pick. Right, my second pick then is, um, you know, a, a, a Scottish guy. We've talked about quite a bit and stuff. You know, is is he flattering to, to deceive? I think he's a, he, he's a phenomenal talent. There's no doubt about it. I think he will go far in the game. And it's Bobby Mack, Bobby McIntyre. You know, he was tied 13th last week alongside Van Tonder. He had a shocking final round, 73, lost his way a little bit. Um, but, you know, he was also tied six here in 2018 on the Challenge Tour as well. But I mm. think he'll have learned a bit, pretty much like we've just discussed with DVT, um, not to be mixed up with deep vein thrombosis, but Daniel Van Tonda and <laughs> McIntyre, I, w- I would class in the same group in. And I, I think that's our strategy really this week. And I'm getting 20 to one in the without market on Bobby Mac. So I like
0: that. Okay. Well, that uh, seems, you know, he is a talented golfer. and I sort of mentioned quite a while back that the hype, it, it was overhyped he's not as good as everyone was making out because of the second place in the masters and of you know I'm not belittling that achievement because that is you know a tough tough going but but I you've raised the think, bar
1: haven't you that's what you've you've raised the bar and and trying to you put pressure on. he's put pressure
0: yeah. on himself he's put everyone else has put pressure on him and we've seen he will come players good. disappear he will come good he will yep. come good and talking of coming good that's your first pick my second, uh, second sorry pick. second pick my second pick you're talking about players coming good, players coming back to form. He's a player that you picked recently. And last week, he was third in shot gain stats. He was 31st in driving, 42nd in putting. Not great, but he seems to be getting some form back. And last week, he didn't card a drop shot, a drop shot in the final 36 holes. Does he like a wet market? He does he he likes it he, he likes a dry market as well i'm not going to i'm not going to stereotype him but yeah he's how tong lee how tong lee is he coming back to form i, I like him i think he is i, I like think him. he is yeah uh, he's um yeah he's a, he's a talented golfer we know that and i think his third in shots gain stat last last week said a lot about mm. where his game is so yeah what price is he in the 25
1: without to 1 bro 25 to 1 yeah in the
0: without market he's, you know he's a they talked about him being a, you know, a major winner and, and what have you and it's I just think he struggled he struggled and then he's coming back and you've backed him a few times he's my second pick Tong Lee excellent yeah
1: and no, I like that perhaps that kick up the backside reported kick up the backside his mother's given him might do some some damage, but it's, it's certainly... Um, well, if coming... he doesn't win this
0: week, he get more it, it, than the kick up the backside from me.
1: Exactly. You'll be chasing him all the way around. No, that's a good pick. I like it. Strong, Mark. Strong, stable to go forward with this week. Right, my third and final pick. We um, i have had the guy on our interview. We are a supporter of him. He's doing brilliant stuff in the world of golf at the moment he's 49 years old it's richard bland um he's richard bland he's the man he's finally won on tour and can win again you know it's um yeah (laughs) he's listen he knows what he's going to do and i listened to his interview on sky sports golf podcast this week brilliant i loved it you know, quite open, similar stuff to what he talked about with us as well. He went a little bit further, talked about his, you know, his warm up game and, you know, kind of his, you know, his irons, how far he hits them and stuff. It's quite insightful. But there's one thing that's quite striking. He knows what he's got to do this year to try and get into the players and to try and get into the masters. Now, I think the players is top 70 in the world rankings by the 28th of Feb. So if he's comfortably inside the top 50 at the end of this week, and you know, he thinks he could be, he thinks he needs a top five to achieve that, to get a player's place this week. So he's got a goal. He thinks it might be, you know, a little bit higher than a top five, but so the fact that he's saying that, he knows he's got to do something this week. And that mm. is one element of the game. So that's quite strong. Um, as he told us on the podcast, he was supposed to be playing Augusta with his brother and a friend of us is in March. Unfortunately, that's been cancelled because he's in the match play. So <laughs> it's happening at the same time that was supposed to. so He's let his brother down, um, which is quite interesting. But, you know, it is what it is. But this is what he's doing. And he's got into match play. Hopefully, he's going to get into the players. And if he continues to stay in that top 50 in the world rankings, he's going to have a couple of weeks off after this week. He's going on holiday to the Maldives. There's no event next week. So, you know, he's going to have a couple of weeks off. That could hurt him a little bit in terms of the rankings. So he needs to perform well this week. Yeah. And that all together, if you put that in the mix... Gives me a strong feeling that Richard Blanc could figure this week if he takes a different strategy on the par fives and scores on the par fives like he did in Dubai, then 30 to 1 in the without market, I think, is quite strong, enticing.
0: Strong, yeah, yeah. strong, so strong choice.
1: They're my three. And I know you've got four in yes, the I've UA. got four
0: this week. Um, three in the states, uh, but four here. My third is Lucas Nemesh. Now, last week. It's an interesting one. You know I like to try and find a bit of value and a bit of a bigger price and what have you. Last week, he was six in shots gained. He was 13th in driving, and he was eighth in putting. He kept the doubles off the card last week, shot a 66 on Sunday without birdieing a single par five. We talked about the par five scoring. He didn't birdie a single par five on the Sunday, but still shot 66. Now, he was only six under on all the par fives, so that worries me a little bit. It worries me along the same lines as how Andy Sullivan approaches par fives. So, you know, is he, does he get it wrong with the par fives, um, Nemesh, or was he just a little bit unfortunate? I'm not sure. Mm. But his stats were there, drove well, shots gained, put, put it really well. And funnily enough, you talk about... um the Hogarth brothers, you know, competitiveness. And, you know, on his, on his um, bio on the European tour, DP tour world um, website, he was introduced to golf at young age and credits his sibling competitiveness with helping him to improve his game. Uh, he's, he's five foot eight diminutive little character, but I, uh, do you know what? I think he's, he's done all right. He, performed okay like he's played in the rolex challenge tour grand final last year finished 18th shot of 65 in the first round um i think two 66s last week finished on 17 under tied third i think if he can replicate that and learn a bit more and grow as a player i think he's great value And you're going to give me the number but i think he's a good number in the without market especially
1: yeah, he's 125 to one in the full market, but in the without market, he's 80 to one. So it's still value, isn't it? Still value, you know, 20 to one for a, a ninth place finish, assuming all the four finish inside the top. So
0: exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. A bit of value to one. And my fourth pick is uh, doesn't need much to... talking about. Does doesn't it? need much talking about. Nikolai Hoggard you one think last it's a week. Penalty kick
1: into an open goal, don't you?
0: I just think the way he destroyed those par fours and the par fives, um, there's no reason to suggest that they can't extend the course and, enough to stop him from going for these shots. The only thing that can stop him is the wind. And if it gusts up and he's a few wayward drives and gets him into trouble, then that could stop him. But yeah. I don't think anything can stop him if he's I, on that same form.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I'll challenge it a little bit because... Well, or go on. No, no, no. Only, a, only, only a little bit because his par five performance, obviously at fifteen under for the par fives for the week, was really what saw him over the line. He had a little bit of a meltdown part way through the back nine on Sunday, but pulled himself yeah. out of the fire, obviously with those par five performances at the third and fourteenth. So he he needs to get rid of that. He's got that tendency to have a little bit of a blow up with him, but he got himself out of jail on the par fives. Now, if he doesn't replicate that this week, he could be in trouble a little bit. But who's going to step in? Maybe his twin. So I, I think you know the fact that we go yeah. double, you know, we go armed with the twins, I think it is a good call. And I think a lot of people will be doing the same. 12 to 1, you're getting on Nikolai Hogard
0: Okay, well, there are picks. I've gone for Daniel Van Tonder, Hao Tong Li, Lukash Nemesh, and Nikolai Hoggard. And you've gone for
1: and I've gone with Richard Bland, Bobby McIntyre, and Erasmus
0: Huigard. Okay, right. They're the picks. Before we head over to TPC Scottsdale for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Can I just tell you a little story? Come on. Okay. so it's all about this um, executive uh, businessman, a retired corporate executive, now a widower, decided to take a vacation. He booked himself on a Caribbean cruise and proceeded to have the time of his life. That is until the ship sank. Now, he found himself in an island with no other people, no supplies, nothing, only bananas and coconuts, not even a ball called Wilson. All right. After about four months, he's lying on the beach. And one day when the most gorgeous woman has appeared, this most gorgeous woman he's ever seen rose up to the shore in disbelief. He asks, where did you come from? How did you get here? She replies I rowed from the other side of the island and I landed here when my cruise ship sank. Amazingly no, you were lucky to have a rowboat wash up with you? Oh this thing explains the woman. No, I made the boat out of raw materials and found on the bottom of the island on the bottom of the sea and on the island drifted all over the island. The oars were whittled from gum tree branches, and I wove the bottom from palm branches, and the sides in the stern came from a eucalyptus tree. But where did you get the tools? Oh, that was no problem, replied the woman. On the south side of the island, a very unusual stratum of alluvial rock is exposed. And I found it fired to a certain temperature in my kiln. it melted into a ductile iron. I use that for tools and use the tools to make the hardware. The guy is stunned. Can't believe this. Let's row over to my place, she says. After a few minutes of rowing, She docks the boat at a small wharf that she'd built as well. As a man looks at the shore, he nearly falls off the boat. Before him is a stone walk leading to an exquisite bungalow painted in blue and white, his favourite colours. While the woman ties up the rowboat with an expertly woven hemp rope, he's just dumbstruck. He can't believe it. As they walk into the house, she casually says, It's not much, but I call it home. Sit down, please. Would you like a drink? Oh no 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 thank you blood sour and he still dazes man I can't I can't take another drop of coconut. Oh it's not coconut juice, she winks. I have a still. How would you like a pina colada? Trying to hide his continued amazement, the man accepts and they sit down on a couch to talk. After they exchange their stories, the woman announces, I'm gonna slip into something more comfortable would you like to take a shower and a shave there's a razor upstairs in the bathroom cabinet no longer questioning anything this woman says the man goes into the bathroom there in the cabinet a razor made from a piece of tortoise bone two shells honed to a hollow ground edge are fastened onto it its end in a swivel mechanism this woman is amazing he muses what next when they return she greets him wearing nothing but vines strategically positioned and smelling faintly of gardenias she beckons for him to sit down next to her tell me she begins suggestively slithering closer to him we've been out here for many many months you've been lonely i've been lonely there's something I'm sure you really feel like doing right now. Something you've been longing for. She stares into his eyes. He can't, can't believe what's hearing. You mean? He swallows excitedly and tears start to form in his eyes. Don't tell me you built a fucking golf course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is just brilliant. Was more and more captivated as you were going on. I thought for one minute we had just shifted from a golf podcast to a podcast about fifty shades of gray.
0: I know I might get it. Fifty shades of bloody rainbow. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. That's a little that's a little interlude between tournaments, but let's head on over. I
1: started slouched on my chair, and by the end of it, I was leant forward on my desk. Come on, on. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, mate, <laughs> as long as amazing. you weren't touching your own um, recently enlarged penis, right? Let's get over to. Um, <laughs> 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 let's get over to the waste management Super Phoenix Open TPC Scottsdale. Now, right, I just want to tell you, I just want to build this up. TPC Scottsdale, the crowds, the players love it. The amphitheater, the fans are pissed. Four rounds, one course. At last, firm course, fast greens. The waste management is a great tournament. There Isn't it go. just?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's... Um... One of the most fun tournaments of the year, with obviously that stadium hole at sixteen, the par three, which has just developed over the years. Um, you know, just amazing. But yeah, it's you know, it's Super Bowl weekend as well, and that always whips the crowd up on the Sunday. Mm. Uh, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. But yeah, I, I've loved this tournament for years, ever since Mickelson, you know, sort of demolished it, you know, years and years ago. Before it got absolutely to the stage of where it is now, which is just, you know, yeah, it's you know, five hundred thousand fans over the course of the week, coming into the course and stuff, and obviously impacted last year because of COVID, but I think we get a lot of that back this year, and it will be brilliant viewing for sure. So why don't I tell you a little bit about the course? Um, Please do. Just very quickly, par 71, yardage somewhere around about 7,260, so it can be a little bit different um, depending on the yards they've got set up, but that's roughly what it is. We've got 11 par 4s, we've got only three par 5s, and, you know, two of those par fives are, I think, the 13th and the 15th, which are just brilliant risk-reward par fives um, here at TPC Scottsdale. And we've also got four um, par threes, traditional in, in the sense of a set-up of golf course. The only difference being it's a past 71. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant. You've, you've set it up in terms, you know, everybody's going to be absolutely off their faces. It's Super Bowl weekend. We have a, a dry desert course with firm conditions, um, a Tom Weisskopf architecture. Uh, you know, it's, it's just brilliant. A brilliant, brilliant setup. Uh, six of the last seven have gone to playoffs. Um, eight of the last nine have either been major winners or players that have won at... TPC Sawgrass um, and 6 of the the world's top 10 are here so we have got a really good tournament no course rotation as we've already talked about In terms of a little bit more, uh, I've talked about the par fives on the back nine. Obviously, we've mentioned the stadium hole, the par three at the 16th, but not forgetting. And the drivable par four 17th. So, you know, we've got some really good feature holes on this course, as we know. Um, Just a little bit in terms of the par fours. We've got six par fours that are between 400 and 450. We've got five par 4s that are between 450 and 500. So a good mix there. The par 5s are all reachable. For anybody that's seen this tournament and knows it you know the 13th and the 15th are drama holes you know there's water down the side of both holes and there's obviously the water in between fairway and green on the 15th so uh, you know i I love those par fives but the other uh, important thing about this course as well is the ball will travel further in this part of the world it's about 1250 feet above sea level so you know we've got that as well so whilst it might be seventh thousand two hundred and sixty yards there or thereabouts um you know any any of the bombers and I think it suits certainly the you know the long drivers um on this golf course on the tour that can kind of make some of these holes shorter as long as of course they're they're accurate so yeah there's just a few things about the course there's been no major course alterations since 2014 so you know it's not a course that's been tampered with but um yeah have you got anything else about the course characteristics?
0: No, I I just love the sixteenth. You know, the sixteenth. Yeah, I'd love to spend just you know a day, one day in maybe, the stands, or... in the bar, just watching everyone come through that sixteenth. Come on, I think it was last year or the year before. A woman stood out there and got a, got her lease out, right? She like, and guys couldn't put on the green, so it's just it's mayhem. It's an amphitheater of mayhem, and the golfers are the gladiators and the hole is the lion if you like you know what a great analogy that is and I probably can't actually reward myself enough for that great analogy anyway top five aces at TPC Scottsdale 16th hole go on to pgatour.com go and look at them obviously Tiger Woods is the standout one um it's a great hole and I can't add anything else to your course description for me Course form matters right here, but yeah, I think so. I I feel this season is a little bit all over the place, and and golfers are, uh, the golfers that had the form on this place are evolving a bit and changed equipment. They've changed as a golfer. They're changing swings, and I just I don't know how the difference between the tournaments that these lads have been playing recently come into such a firm, faster course. I, I don't know. I I just got a funny feeling about this week. I think form is thrown. Course form is thrown out of the window for me. So shall I just talk about um, the stat angles? Then I'm going. Yeah, for this yeah. Week?
1: Go, go for the stat angles, and then you know, if there's anything that I've kind of I can overlay, then I'll, I'll go on that. But yeah, I've got a short list of sort of six
0: stats. Okay. Well, I'm going for 150 to 175 yard approaches. I think they're the key. Areas, you know, if you're finding the fairways or even if you're not finding the fairways, the rough's not dramatically um, overgrown, but driving accuracy for me. if you look at data, um, golf.com, great site, great tool to use. Emphasis on driving accuracy for this course. So um, 150 to 175 yard approaches, driving accuracy, but putting, putting at TPC Scottsdale, these greens are fast. These greens are fast. So you can, okay, you can turn around and say, oh, other tracks that are the fast greens, you know, running quite quick, like Augusta, for argument's sake. But these greens are quick. And also, another one I've added in is par, par five scoring, par fives between 500 and 550 yards. So they're my stat angles: 150, 175 yard approaches, driving accuracy, putting at TPC Scottsdale, and par five scoring, 500 to 550 yards.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, mine, just just to really recap that is um, mine's ball striking. So definitely looking at ball strikers this week without shadow of doubt. I'm definitely looking at golfers with the, you know, high up in the stats on driving distance, Um, par five performance. I know you've probably gone a little bit more closer on the yardage, par four performance and putting those in together strokes gained off the tee. They're my main angles that have really shaped my plays this week, as well as a little bit of a... I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Course form, standout. You know, I talked earlier on and said, you know, eight of the last nine winners have been either major winners or players. That is cream rising to the top at this course, and that's what gets it finished off. And I think in my picks this week, I've got a bit of cream. So, um, yeah, but they're my stat angles. <laughs>
0: Not
1: not, not to rival your story, by the way, but no,
0: no, 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 no. (laughs) A bit of creep. Right. Uh, Okay. Go go
1: first this week.
0: I'm going to go first. I'm straight in. Hovland, Victor Hovland. I think, you know, come on. It's without, without fail. He's one of the form golfers in the world right now. You know, already won a couple of times. The guy is striking the ball superbly. He's putting superbly. Um, you know, on the driving stats, you look at his 150 to 175-yard approaches, he's really high up. Driving accuracy, he's really high up. And the par-5 scoring between 500 and 550 yards, he's really high up there. So, because, not just because of those stats, and obviously his form is there, I just think he's he's becoming the golfer to beat. He's becoming the guy, he's becoming not the new Rom as such, and and what have you, but could this guy be the new Tiger Woods?
1: uh, There's no doubting this guy's talent. You know, Hovland's won twice this year already, um, well, on the tour, but obviously he's won at Mayakoba and he won at the Dubai Desert Classic in that fascinating playoff against Blandy. But, you know, some of the golf he's playing at the moment is just out of this world. Um, he's. uh, He didn't play last week, did he? So he's had a little bit of a break. Got back into the US, which is obviously. It's just his demeanor.
0: It's his demeanor. He's he's loving life right now,
1: isn't he? He's He's loving life right
0: now. Absolutely loving life, swinging that golf club like uh, it's like an angel crying on your tongue through the
1: vines. Well, yeah, he's
0: not Tarzan, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, so. That sounded like Mr. Bean falling. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, Victor Hovland, my first pick. Yeah, like it. Okay,
1: right. I'm going to go straight in with my first yeah, pick. Yeah, but prices.
0: What are the prices? Oh,
1: sorry. You want the prices. Crikey, you're not asking for much, are you? What are the prices, bro? What are they? Um, Yeah.
0: You are the stat, man. Good
1: point. Yeah, I am the prices. Right, Hovland, 14 to 1 outright because we're playing the others in the without market. So, yeah, 14 to 1. Victor Hovland outright All day long. to go with Nikolai Hoygaard in a short price double. Um, Boom. Yeah, okay, Hovland. Right, my first pick is last week's second um, at the AT&T. It's Jordan Spieth. And... Again, you know, I'm I'm gonna play so the without, just to be clear this week, is John Rahm, Hovland, Hideki Matsuyama and Justin Thomas. Now, Spieth doesn't feature in the without mark um in terms of those players. So thirteen to one without versus 16 to 1 outright it's a no brainer i'm playing the 13 to 1 in the without market and i don't think there's much else to say I, you know i wrote out a few things about jordan speeth last week's performance he's coming into form we know speeth is a form player his 2022 stats are strong there's six markers that have been ticked um he was tied fourth here last year obviously we talked about last week's performance but on those stat angles he's ranking highly so his game this year tells me um that he's into some form and he's performed well here. He can perform well. 13 to one without market. Jordan Spieth, first play.
0: Like it. Okay. Jordan Spieth, sticking with him, sticking with your man. Silver medal last week. Can he go for the big W? Okay. My second play, Matt Kuchar. Cooch. Can you imagine when he gets to the 16th? Um It is the 16th, yeah. Yeah. 16th yeah. par three, stadium hole. Everyone's shouting, Kooch! He's ahead by three. Kooch! Finds the green. He's home and hosed. Matt Koocher, right, he's high up there on the approaches. 150, 175. Driving accuracy, we know he's high up there. Putting at TPC Scottsdale, great stats. Loves it. Also, par five scoring between 500 and 550. He's up there. He hits every. Every single one of my stat angles and he has course form that's enough matt kuchar hits all the angles has course form tpc scottsdale is there for the taking for cooch what price is he uh
1: matt kuchar is 66 to 1 in the without market it's a decent price Um, talk to me baby talk to me baby but you, you you just got to caveat that with the fact that he's not in the best of form at the moment. His best finish on tour this current season is tied seventh at the Sony. Obviously, that was the second week on the Hawaiian Swing. Other than that, he's not really done anything. He's got to come back to form. It's He's got to rely on this course form. He, he does like TPC Scottsdale for, without a shadow of a doubt. So you got to get something back. I would have expected more from him last week at the at t Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Didn't perform, did he? So, yeah, it's taking a bit of a gamble, but at 60-60, what, 66-1, why not?
0: Well, yeah, like I, it, I like it. him. I love Kucha. Gives you an yeah. next one. Age hey, before okay. you give us the next one. Oh, go on. Oh, God, I got I got really perplexed um, face today when I, I, I was in a cafe, and I said to this woman, I said, I said, you've drawn your eyebrows on too high. She looked really surprised, but... Let's um, let's go on to your <laughs> next uh, next pick.
1: Crazy, right? My next pick is. Again, last week's second, this time in Saudi. It's not a repeat of Jordan Speech. It's Bubba Watson. Um, I'm seeing enough about Bubba Watson at the moment to know that he's got his game back in a place where, you know, it used to be. He was tied third in 2020. He was tied fourth in 2019. Last year, he was tied 22nd. Last year, probably not playing the best golf that he's played, but... It's that course form factor. He's not striking any of the stat angles. So it's a bit of a, a wayward pick in that respect. But it's last week's form. And he, he won't be smarting because he was beaten by his best, you know, one of his good friends, Harold Varner, and he was made up for him. But, you know, he will want to show this crowd. And he's someone that can play up to the crowd. Um, 35 to 1 in the without market, I think, is a decent price for someone who played really well last week. So, Boba Watson, second play.
0: Interesting, yeah. He, he played some lovely, lovely golf last week. Um, likes it here, as you said, and uh, yeah, he's, he's a good price. Whether he'll have that bounce effect, you know, for a player of his age, it's I, I don't know, but yeah, he's he's a good pick, and he's he's going to be a lot of fun for that crowd at TPC Scottsdale for sure. Oh, absolutely. I, just before I tell you my third pick, did I already tell you the déjà vu joke? Um, yeah, you. Might anyway, right. My third joke is. Um, <laughs> My, my third joke. My third pick is... Your third
1: is... joke is a joke. Your <laughs> pick is a joke. Come on, get on with it.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. We don't serve time travellers in here, said the bartender. A time traveller walks into a bar. Right. Carlos Ortiz is my last pick. Now... Actually,
1: you say that bar joke, yeah? <laughs> yeah? Man walked yeah. into a bar. Ouch. Oh,
0: anyway, my. Go anyway, <laughs> God, you are unbelievable. Eight. Hey, You know where I live. I installed a skylight in my apartment recently. The people who live upstairs are furious. Right. We've got to go for my last pick. Putting a TPC Scottsdale, Carlos Ortiz. Par five scoring 500 to 550 yards, Carlos Ortiz. 100 to one. It's Carlos Ortiz for me. I just think he's value. I think he likes it here. He's got course form. And yeah, it's... It's Carlos Ortiz. It is. He's my third and final pick, but I know that you have four.
1: Yeah, I like that 100 to 1 price about him, actually. That's quite enticing. So, yeah, my uh, third pick is... um, Come on, you irons! Even though I don't support them, but um, tied ninth last year here, a tied 11th at the Farmers, and you know relatively mediocre performances elsewhere. He won at the BMW Wentworth last year. He'll be buoyed by last year's form. Um, you know he's he's hitting some of the stat markers inside the top 10 on a couple, inside the top 15 on others, um, and it's Billy Horshall, and I just think. Billy. Now it is an interesting story, right? So the markets woke up to this last night. Paddy Power fifty-five to one. Billy Horschel outright. They were offering sixty to one in the without market. How do you work that one out? Well, they woke up because they've now brought it down to fifty to one. So fifty to one without market. Billy Horschel playing really good golf at the moment. We'll love the razamataz of TPC Scottsdale and the crowds that go with it. He's my third pick. Now, my final pick. Yeah. This this is big kahunas pick this week, right? This is this is this is my big one this week, right? I'm gonna go out on a limb here. It's Sam Burns, <coughs> right? Now, 2022 stats, right? Par four performance six, ball striking six, birdie or better seventh, strokes gained total ninth. He's ticking a few others as well. Last year he won the Valspar. He was um second three times which included two wgcs and he was third once um he won the sandersons at the in the fall at the start of this current season was tied fifth at the cj cup which i think is a comparative course was tied 14th at the shriners which i also think is a comparative course and just got strong form all around and his game has just been absolutely propelled and i think the 25 to 1 in the without market is just great value 30 to 1 full market 25 to 1 without I'll take the risk out with Ram, Hovland Hideki Thomas because they're all big boys but yeah I like that play this week and it's Sam Burns final pick
0: final pick well that's well great picks I think so let's run through them once more for the listeners I've gone for Victor Hovland Carlos Ortiz Matt Kuchar
1: and I have gone for Billy Horschel, Jordan Spieth, Bobba Watson, and Big Sam Burns.
0: Well, there you go. So we've made the picks. Make your own decisions where you go for the prices, what markets you play. We talked about without markets and, and the outright markets. but And that's it. That's bros and birdies. In a nutshell, we've given it a bit of research. We've had a chat about golf. We've given our picks for this week's tournament. We look at next week. And as Big Bro alluded to earlier, um, DP World Tour, the Indian tournament has been cancelled. So we will only only have the Genesis Invitational, when I say only. It's a it's great enough, isn't it? Oh, it the is. Riviera Country Club will be there. Max Homer will be looking to win in his hometown.
1: And Tiger Woods
0: won't be driving. No, he won't be this driving. where it all uh,
1: happened, wasn't it, last year?
0: And I think that's good for anyone. But anyway, look, I've got to go. I'm reading the book about anti-gravity. I can't put it down. So I've got to go. <laughs> right. So we're gonna, let's let's head off. So that's enough for me. I didn't know we had enough.
1: an anti-gravity. Anyway.
0: No, we, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Gabe, okay, I've been on a whiskey diet. I've lost three days already. Right. That's yeah. It. Let's go for it. Right. Let's go. Well, that's it, guys. No, I enjoyed it a lot. Always speaking to you. um, 40, 50 minutes in a week is enough. Let's go. Let's go and have some winners this week. Love you. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week for episode 43 for a preview of the Genesis Invitational and a look back at all the tournaments we just won.